Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, ah. glory, hallelujah. Well, well. 650-something. 658? PM on the East Coast. How you doing? How you doing? It's uh, it's June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, and we're hanging out on a Friday night. It's going to be a good one. I don't know how I'm going to get through everything I need to do before we bring on our guest Susan Olson, but it's been a uh, pretty historic day, a historic day, and a very good day, despite the fact that it's going to. It's going to have the demons kicking and screaming for a little while. The demon hive has been kicked. Donkey kicked. And I welcome you here for, quite frankly, where are we going tonight? Well, first thing I have to do is I have to introduce you to uh, to somebody new to the show. His name is Matt. Hey, what's up, Matt? Hello, Francis. Oh, people are going to be like, ah! I've returned from work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I, I I had last night off myself because I had to take care of the uh, I had to take care of the girls. Well, yeah, that's nice. I've just been working from. Well, one thing that helped is now I'm waking up at like 5:45, and I'm just starting the day there. So it takes like two and a half, three hours just to check the cages. That sucks. So at the time I finished doing all of my stops at like four or five, I been work I probably work 70 80 hours a week from like May till well now I have two helpers now well that's good I was gonna ask if they get you any help the other guy started today and then uh, then another another kid started Monday do you do you tax them personally do you like take a, a point or two off of their pay be, just because you're seniority nah, nah you pay me two points a week I'm, and I leave you alone I'm not the boss you can say under boss. I give you two no bid side jobs a week if you give me three points of your overall paycheck. You should just completely mafioso the uh, the exterminating and am- animal trapping business. Well, dude, it's funny you mention that. There's uh, I won't mention their name. They suck. They have it's a big company and they suck. I take a lot of business from them. They have like f- at the time they had like 14 trucks uh-huh. and someone uh, lit I think like six or eight of them on fire. So yeah, there's there's that's, exterminator wars, that, bro. I was gonna say that there is, like, is. <laughs> that's that's right off of that's like something. Uh, uh, what's my call? Um, oh gosh, who? Uh, what's my call? It uh, April. Uh, Jackie April? No, no. What the nephew? Jackie's brother. Why am I blanking? Jackie's brother, the oh. the boss. No. Oh, 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 Richie. Oh, Richie. Yeah, Richie. Richie. The jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the jacket. The palm. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. You know what? We better hurry up because uh, we're losing time right now. We can go on like this forever, and we should. Maybe in the second half we can. I'm going for the full two hours tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because it's too important. Uh, we're going for the full two hours here until 9 o'clock, and then book club is going to begin at 9. So it's going to be a little bit of a later 
evening for me, but we have a lot of catching up to do. Here's the first thing. I want to thank my sponsors, BlueMonsterPrep.com. Promo code FRANKLY. Go and do it. Go and do it. It is insurance that you can eat, that you can drink, that you can bridge the communication gap between you, your friends, your family, whenever things go south. Uh, There's so much there. And if you don't know where to start, get in touch with Pat and Gina, bluemonsterprep.com. And for the weekend, if you need some time to just sit back and relax and give your nervous system a good staycation, go to secretnaturecbd.com and use promo code FRANKLY. All of that is on the affiliates page. And I'm going to talk to you more about that affiliates page next week because we're adding a few things, including gold. This is going to be great. But get over and, uh, and link up with all of our sponsors and our friends because it's a... Everybody needs new places to shop that is not Walmart or Amazon. Though we all do it. We all do it. But we need more places to just rely on. Okay, first things first, the grab bag. 2024 poll, according to Fox News. Only 9% of New Hampshire voters definitely want Biden to run again for president. Well, uh, I mean, nobody voted for him in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is one of the smaller states that people don't take notice of but when you see how new hampshire has been completely red washed the fact that it went to biden i knew that was bullshit i knew it was bullshit off the bat so uh this is not surprising at all because nobody voted for him in the first place and here is how a lot of the things that are happening today this week i believe are going to be used obviously when someone like donald trump picks up 12 million more votes than he did in his second go around than he did the first time which is unheard of he goes and he grabs that, the 18 out of 19 bellwether states. They, th- that is a sign that people, that crosses racial barriers, income barriers, everything, that people wanted, wanted things like we're getting this week from the Supreme Court. Okay? This is not going to help anything. But what, they, what you know of the people who steal elections, they will use things like this that are unpopular to them to project dis- dissatisfaction among the population so that whatever they do on the night of the election, they'll have some kind of a reasonable excuse as to why it ha- Like, if Democrats somehow in November have a less-than-massacre evening that they deserve, then it'll be, it'll be because of the, the backlash to the, the reversal of Roe versus Wade or something like that. Uh, to hell with it. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, I don't think. I, I think like the Second Amendment thing affects more people than that does. I don't think it's going to be a big deal either, in reality. But for people who are already hell bent on stealing elections, they'll they, uh, you, you can see them doing some weird shit and then saying, "Well, I mean, you know, just like the first time, it wasn't even that people wanted to vote for Biden; they just hated Trump so much. That was their excuse yeah. wow. that to legitimize it all." I, so don't uh, don't let that don't think that that's not going to be tried at least a little bit. Um, here is speaking of the Second Amendment because we weren't on last night to talk about this. Biden oh, uh, deeply disappointed in SCOTUS ruling on open carry. Then I guess he had to be deeply disappointed the next day too. Too bad. Um, here's the here's the thing I wanted to roll out for this. There was two things here. Justin Steve, Justice Stephen Breyer wrote a dissenting opinion, which was absolutely ridiculous. They, um, he spent, like, pages talking about gun death data. Here you go. In 2020, 45,222 Americans were killed by firearms. Since the start of this year, 2022, there have been 277 reported mass shootings. Most of them are in inner cities. Mm-hmm. 
An average of more than one per day, gun violence has now surpassed motor vehicle crashes and the leading cause of death among children and adolescents. Many states have tried to address some of the dangers of gun violence, blah, 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 blah. Then Justice Alito comes on in and says the following. In light of what we have actually held, it is hard to see what legitimate purpose can possibly be served by most of the dissent's lengthy introductory section. See post at 1 through 8, Opinion Breyer. Why, for example, does the dissent think it is relevant to recount the mass shootings that have occurred in recent years? Uh, post at 4 through 5, does the dissent think that laws like New York's prevents or deters such atrocities. Will a person bent on carrying out a mass shooting be stopped if he knows it is illegal to carry a handgun outside of the home? And how does the dissent account for the fact that one of the mass shootings near the top of the list took place in Buffalo? The New York law at the at issue can obviously uh, the New York law at issue in this case obviously did not stop that perpetrator. What is the relevance of statistics about the use of guns to commit suicide? Which we know is two-thirds. Two-thirds of the gun deaths. Is it that much? Yeah, th that's what Ob wow. Obama went and, and commissioned the CDC to go do a study on, on, on gun violence during his, his last term. And it came back with something he really couldn't spin as something that was, uh, you know, it was 30,000 gun deaths or something like that. 20,000 were suicides. And must, much of the last 10,000 was gang-related. Um, what is the relevance of statistics about the use of guns to commit suicide? Does the dissent think that a lot of people who possess guns in their homes will be stopped or deterred from shooting themselves? They cannot lawfully take them outside. So the takeaway from this is that the dissenting justices have absolutely just no care for rule of law or anything like that. And we can talk about that. I would say um, go and listen to Chris Ann Hall's recent she did a full breakdown on this, about 20 minutes long. It was very good to show you what it does, this ruling, what it doesn't do, and then really great history. Going back to those who were part of the, um, the deliberation and creation of the Second Amendment, it's really great to see the, histor the history lesson that she put into that, that video. So you can go check that out on her Rumble and elsewhere. And as far as uh, Biden goes, did you see that he had, once again, had to be given given uh, instructions. Did you see this? Yeah. Yeah. Here's, it's pathetic. He's a pathetic man. My president he? never needed any of that shit. No. In fact, he just he's mostly just doing stand-up comedy the whole time. <laughs> uh, here's the headline from the Daily Wire. You take your seat. And the, the emphasis is not the Daily Wire's. It's it's whoever gave Biden this this little, I don't know. Like the you, it's like you. They had to capitalize it so they the, know you is him. Yes. You. I'm you. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Biden's note card has step-by-step -step instructions for everything, like walking into a room and sitting down. Many politicians are given cheat sheets by their staff to remember talking points and to help them stay on schedule. But observers noticed that President Joe Biden's note card on Thursday was filled with a little more detail than normal. Kate Hyde, a writer and commentator, flagged that Biden revealed a back of his note card showing instructions for how to act and to whom he should ask questions <laughs> during meeting, uh, meeting union and private sector leaders to discuss the new federal state offshore wind implementation partnership. Yeah. If Biden, not, he'll end up in the corner, sitting Indian-style, facing the fucking oil. The oil. 
Biden began the meeting by saying that he was disappointed by the Supreme Court's decision on about the Second Amendment. Too bad. <laughs> he had no clue what the fuck was going on. But look, look, here you go. Here is, thanks to a Getty image of the incident, readers can see the text, and it reads as follows. This was on his cheat sheet. You, and once again, the emphasis was made by his staff. Capital Y, capital O, capital U. You enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. You take Again, emphasis, your seat, so don't take somebody else's. The, pre- the, pre- <laughs> the press will then en- <laughs> the press will then enter. Oh, yeah, it's just a don't bite your wife's finger. Uh, you don't says, shit yourself. You give brief comments, minutes. <laughs> the press will depart. You ask Liz Schuler, AFL-CIO president, a question. No, Liz is joining virtually. You thank participants. You depart. Wow. I mean, I, anybody can be president, obviously. If you is me, then who am I? <laughs> All right. Let's get this one started because I need some extra time before I get on the phone with Susan Olson. Don't go anywhere, anybody. We will be right back. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's run!
right. So what a day, huh? What a day. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, the hive has been kicked. The hive has been kicked. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'm an exterminator, bro. I deliberately... Don't say anything. Hive. Okay, good. Okay, that's good to say. Man, watch out! <laughs> but that's good. I deliberately stir the hive up. That's good. I like that. You went there. You went there instead. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to some reactions before we get... <laughs> let's get to some reactions. The first one... This first one, here's the first minute of uh, some address from the uh, that guy, Joe Biden. Uh, he spoke for a few minutes today. The first minute is all you need to hear where he gives Trump full credit for overturning Roe versus Wade, Wade which is great. Yeah, good, that's good. why we voted for him. Yeah, well, they, that's, that's great. Here, listen to this. A decision with broad national consensus that most Americans of faith and backgrounds found acceptable. No. Wait. That had been the law of the land for most of the lifetime. It's not a. It's not the law. This that everybody. I mean, he may not understand. Maybe he does, but they have to keep telling people this was the law of the land. It is not. It not. It was not. It was fifty years of abiding by a bad opinion. There was no law that was written. No law that was passed. And for a law to be passed of this of this kind, there would still there would first need an amendment, an official amendment to the Constitution. So it, it, it's not real. It's lying. It's bad history. And of course, everybody standing online at Dunkin' Donuts is going to believe it. Of Americans today. And it was a constitutional principle upheld. No. Justice is appointed by Democrat and Republican presidents alike. Roe v. Wade was a 7-2 decision. Yeah. Written by a justice appointed by a Republican president, Richard Nixon. Great, great. They were all wrong. How sad that these Cretans still think that pulling two-party line bullshit nonsense is going to work. Who cares? Republicans and Democrats. Fuck them both. Do you understand? Fuck them both. Does anybody understand that concept? Fuck all of you. I'm telling you. Uh, somebody had asked me recently an email. Frank, do you think that we are we are we are drifting out of the age of the politician? Said, Absolutely. The age of the politician is over. We are going to purely sectarian areas now. That's it. This is this is dogma. This is dogma now. That's where we're going. This is not about. But you know, for for politicians to be uh, effective in any way, there needs to be a consensus. A consensus on things that are 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 commonly held. Reality. What, what we're talking about. Free speech. Uh, biological realities of men and women. That that we can't even agree on anymore. This is religious sectarianism. This is not politics. Okay? So the age of the, politic, of the politician is gone. In the five decades that followed Roe v. Wade, justices appointed by Republican presidents from Eisenhower, Nixon, and Reagan, George W. Bush... Don't care. Don't care. You think 70 million dead babies, it, it, it makes it better because some Republicans along the way agreed? or let it slide, don't care. We're among the justices who voted to uphold the principles set forth in Roe v. Wade. Not principle. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, 
were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Good. Well, whatever. It's not a fundamental right, and actually most women don't like this shit. It's th it's even if they are sympathetic to um, the, the cause to be in, in any way, shape, or form, most, a, a vast majority, do not like the place where it has gone to. Rich Barris was even talking about that, too. So he's lying. It's lying. He's not the only one. He's just the worst of the liars at this moment because he's a feeble, deteriorating man. And, uh, and, and, and trust me, uh, him going out there and saying this decision today is because Donald Trump is not going to hurt Trump <laughs> at all. It's not going to hurt Trump at all because I asked people this before. There was a lot that we felt kind of let down on. Like we got shortchanged, and then of course for all of it to culminate with 2020 and having to live with this bullshit right now, I ask now with just the last couple of the uh, the last couple opinions, but especially this one, is it almost par for the course for you? Are you can you forgive a lot now that something like this has been turned around? This is big enough that I know quite a few people who have had a lot of criticism of Donald Trump uh, who. You know, who, who maybe don't have any kind of grand ideas of how this country can be restored to its former glory, that just know how deep the shit we are in and what kind of stuff we have to fight through to be able to win a chance at a chance again. Um, I think a lot of people that I know who don't have any illusions about what's possible and what can be done would say, hey, you know what? All in all, this is par for the course. It's that big. It really is that big. And I know it doesn't make it all go away, but it at least allows you to actually more intimately impact the outcomes and the, the, the traditions and the laws where you live. It's really, really big. Um, here's a CNN host crying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to that. It's just, just help folks who are at home understand how broad this goes. Yeah, it's, listen, it's a heartbreaking betrayal of, of half of the country. Sorry, I'm getting, you know, watching the women there. It's emotional. Um, it's a real problem. And pe people are talking about privacy issues, you know, can... can it's emotional. It's emotional. Don't you know it's emotional? Uh, I'm waiting for Anthony Fauci to come out and protest that, uh, hey, if abortions decrease in any way, he may not have enough baby scalps to sew onto the asses of rats in Pennsylvania laboratories. I'm waiting for him to come out and say something like that. And uh, here's AOC. Oh, God. I'm glad to hear that she's learning. I mean, she, uh, she seems to be learning. She's out there screaming that the, that the Supreme Court is illegitimate. Let's see if she's... Uh, <laughs> let's see. Into the streets. Illegitimate. Yeah. Into uh, the streets. Yeah. I, so like I riot? Right. I hope that somebody starts a 624 committee today. It's June 24th. I need, we need, I, I, all day, uh, Night of Rage was, t was trending on Twitter. Leftists saying that we're taking to the streets. Can we have a 624 committee? I mean, these are people that want, like, the Supreme Court to, like, rule on stuff that, you know, they like. And now, like, it's on the other foot. and That's the whole problem. Now you, they want to be, uh, what's the word they were saying the last year or so? Insurrectionists? Insurrectionists? Yeah. Seditionists? Sedition. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't... Uh, well, they're supposed to start at 7.30. Who? In D.C. I think that's what was like the plan was. They're taking to the streets at 7.30. It's just crazy that even in, in, in the craziness of it all, because everybody's so nuts, that you actually... Yeah, I agree with you, but you don't know why we agree. For example, like um, uh, I think it was... Well, I mean, we just saw AOC there. I mean, it's true. The authority... Any authority that's been ever been claimed by the Supreme Court to offer opinions on abortion or, or at all, one way or another, is completely illegitimate. So it's tremendous, AOC. Good on you for that. <laughs> Bet Midler, Bet Midler uh, uh, said something too. Oh, of course she did. She said this. She said, "Get ready, gays. You're next." With what? Uh, well, because they're, they're going to take away the gays' abortions. Yeah. Well, that and the no more gay abortions and the. Um, well, gay marriage, all that stuff has to be reversed. That has to be getting rid of. It's not... It, it's it, not... Yeah, it's not a federal It's got to go. It has to go. In fact, like I said, if anybody really wants to, 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 to cure the marriage problem, amend the Constitution and say that it is, it is illegal for government to weigh in at all on marriage or anything like that. Government should be completely out of marriage. Completely. Leave it to people, their lawyers to draw up lines of privilege and all that stuff, their churches, their congregations, and let God sort out the rest. Yeah. yeah. You want just we it, we have to. This is ridiculous. But somebody responds. Somebody I love this. Some some boob responds and underneath and says, "You wouldn't try to regulate my vagina if it fired bullets." But you see, <laughs> you see the problem here is that abortion dogmatists. Because remember, this is all dogma. They reject the responsibility to regulate their own vaginas. That's the problem here. The, op the moral opposition to abortion just doesn't believe that destroying children in utero is a solution to a situation that they created. So it, this is not regulation of your vagina. That It's not. It's nothing about your, your, your vagina. But this is, the where, this is where we're going. There's a little bit more. Uh, Keith Olbermann even came out. Of course, the the um, the mothership activated him, and he's been telling people to to uh, ignore the Supreme Court, which is great, because he's correct about nullification. Twitter said that Keith Olbermann has been a political commentator has been talking about the theory of nullification. It's not a theory. This is basic contract law. The states should ignore at least ninety percent of the Supreme Court's opinions. But Keith over here, just like people like AOC. They won't apply that same kind of consistency to health care or abortion or anything that underpins the progressive Bolshevik ethos. So this is what we're dealing with. Now, um, here's another one. Olivia of Troy says, I'm on a train right now, and the number of women who have tears in their eyes, including myself, is something I'm going to remember for the rest yeah. of my life, which, of course, you can file under shit that never happened. Yeah. Pick, pick or it didn't happen. Never happened. But this is just the histrionic, the histrionic uh, style of, of female politics on the left. Now, Dave Portnoy, even people that I thought were, I didn't know too much about them, but thought they were smart. Uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool, Barstool Sports couldn't help making a fool out of himself today. There's many others like this. Listen to this. 
He said, I truly believe that if the forefathers were told that over 200 years from, the, from their time they wrote, that the, that they wrote the Constitution, it would still be the be-all, end-all for all major decisions in this country. They'd laugh and call us idiots. Let's write laws now for the year 4050 and see how they hold. Which is absolutely, first of all, no r- law was written, dummy. No law was written, dummy. And he keeps saying it over and over again. But no law was written. There was no enumerated power to write federal law on abortion. You're, you're, you're only, people like this are only making sense to stupid people. Now, the second thing is, Portnoy here is an immensely successful person. And I have applauded him for things he's done more than I've booted. Him. Like like when yeah. he went, uh, like when he around. Yeah, this is surprising to all those pizza shops. Yeah, he went to like George. He said pizza jerks was the best. Yeah, I, I think I thought things like that were cool, but I mean, aside from that, I just know he. I don't really go to barstool sports, and I know that he talks about stocks and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, this is the first time I booed him, and it, maybe because I don't pay attention more. But at fantasy sports, ladies and gentlemen, if fantasy sports drafts and stocks and golf is your specialty, then please, please, Dave, stay in your lane and do that. And ask for clarity when things other than that confuse you. Because you clearly have had no interest in this before you were triggered, because it shows. I mean, it's such a painful, painful to watch all these do-gooder ignorant types flailing around like this. Because they're just all flailing saying things. And then they project their, to project their ignorant sensibilities onto the founding generation is just insult to injury. Dave Portnoy wa- wants to speak for the founding generation all of a sudden. Go back to scarfing down pizza from Queens and, play- and, and, and watching golf, you fucking idiot. Shut up. My God. That's what we're dealing with all day. All day. And we have more on this in the second half, but I want to bring on Susan Olsen. We're going to talk to... Didn't we... <laughs> Oh, you want to do a couple of Babylon B articles? Here's a couple of Babylon B articles. <laughs> Matt saw it already. Let, let's do a few of these, then we'll call up. Uh, we'll see. We'll see when Susan pops in. Babylon B headline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the headline. <laughs> headline: Kavanaugh burns down his home just to get it over with. He's just walking away. I burned down my home. What's next? Uh, Headline, pretty cool we overturned Roe, right, fellas? Says David French trying to sit at Trump's voter lunch table. (laughs) Here's another headline. Authorities warn tonight's protest may escalate from mostly peaceful to somewhat peaceful. (laughs) Here's another one. Here's another headline. Leaps of joy felt in millions of wombs across the across the nation. Don't leap too high. Here's another headline from the Babylon Bee. Roe versus Wade aborted in the 198th trimester. So thank God. Thank God. Um, man takes man takes shot every time CNN says January 6th dies. January 6th. That's just all they have. It's all they have. <clears throat> Here's another headline. Tragic. 
true crime podcast forced to cancel this week's episode as no horribly brutal murders happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It really, really is. Let's bring on. Uh, let's bring on Susan Olson. I think she's hanging out. I think she's hanging out and hanging with us now, Susan. I can't hear you, Susan. Oh, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas. She's getting me in the mood now. It's cozy. Yeah. I think that was the last time she was actually she was on. Hold on, we're waiting for her to get her stuff together. Um so she she's cursing at something. She uh, she's trying to get the uh, trying to get the <laughs> microphone working. <laughs> Susan, go into uh your your the the microphone and the mute, the thing there, you see the little drop down next to the mute button? Did you get the... Maybe Santa is going to bring her a new microphone. We can help. <laughs> the best thing is when I was talking to her before, I said, you know, we're not using Skype anymore. We're on to Zoom. She said, yes, I love Zoom. <laughs> but let's see here. What's Select the microphone. Oh, I wish I could help her troubleshoot. I see, I see her lips moving. She wants to... But, Susan, you can hear me? Okay, she can hear us. That's okay. good. And everybody wants to see... We're, we're Maybe I can read her lips and I can say what she's saying. <laughs> All right, what'd you say there? Fuck you. No, I didn't see... <laughs> no, she didn't say... I, didn't, I only saw one word. No, she's trying. She, hmm. Well... I wonder what the... Oh, that's not Jay Dyer. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll let her uh, fi figure that hey, out. Hey, I mean, I probably wouldn't even be able to, like, even figure out how to call and end up on the screen. I'm not tech-savvy at all. Well, that's why I sit here and I do everything. I, I In this room, I do everything for everyone here so that people who come in, they have nothing else to worry about except just yeah. talking, yeah. Yeah. you know? And then I have to think about things that will bring out the best in them. People don't understand. Oh, oh, I hear yeah, you. We hear you. What's it? Wow, that is a strange thing. I had, I had to. I guess I was switching microphones. I didn't know I had one. Wow. So you. Well, then you. Hey, you're back. And I'm very ticked off that I'm in Christmas land. No, um, don't be. You, but you, that was the last time that I used this laptop <laughs> for a Zoom meeting. Well, Usually, I, I have the um, the USCSS Nostromo in the background. But I was doing some um, promotions for Christmas movie back at Christmas time. Well, the, that was the last time you were on this show. True. Yeah. I, I think it was either December sixteenth or 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 fourteenth. It's something around there. We did a great, awesome Friday night show. Matt, weren't you here? Yeah. Yeah, we were yes. talking. Remember that? We were talking about the psychedelic mushrooms and and exactly. Santa. Man, oh man. So how's everything been since December? Good. I mean, you know, watching what's going on with our country is not good. <laughs> and I'm too involved in that and emotional about it. But um, it also makes me want to fight. 
What do you think? What is what is really getting you most inspired right now? Um, and when I say inspired, I understand that that means inspired in the face of of real like adversity and ugliness. Because I don't think there's anything really beautiful happening in mainstream ways. Yeah, you know, obviously, this is a world full of beauty. But those who are trying to really ruin our our lives and our cohesiveness as a species are trying to really accentuate the ugly and our worst moments. But uh, but as far as what our collective experiences with media and geopolitics goes, what's really motivating you the most to fight? Um, well, to, to see what, that the, the little guy actually does have a voice, um, that, that the founders and framers had a really, really good idea to heck with the guy that said whatever he said about the, the Constitution. The problem is we don't adhere to the Constitution. It is sort of a perfect document. And um, to it, this was the great experiment. This is the first country that was founded to protect the rights of the smallest minority there is, yeah. the individual. And it's going in accordance to, to nature. Um, nature will always find a way to bring out the individual. This uh, collectivist way of thinking has always been a threat. I had no idea that things would get this bad this quick. You know, but I want to help, maybe inspire, do whatever I can to help people say, uh-uh, no way, Klaus Schwab. Um, you may own everything, but you'll be a miserable effort. I think I have to watch my language, don't I? No. Not at all. I mean, you're often shooing children out of the room. Oh yeah. Well, when I'm t when I talk about things that are like very sexual, I uh, okay. or or something that has to do with somebody getting, you know, things on this show usually drive uh, go toward either sexual themes or people having a you know their genitals injured in some way, <laughs> and I don't, oh. I just don't want the children to hear that. Um, but you know, you've been in show business since you were a small child, and we've talked about. A baby. Yeah, a baby. Absolutely. Yeah, 14 months. And, and oh, I didn't know about I didn't know that. What was your first yeah. acting gig at 14 months? Um, Downey Fabric Softener. I did a commercial, but all the kids in my family, there are four of us. Oh, and I'm going to blow your mind, too. There are four of us, and each of us was discovered because it started with my oldest brother, who was five years old, standing on a street corner, and an agent came up and said, that boy, he's got to go to this audition. Um, and then, for lack of a babysitter, mom had the next kid along, uh, you know, on the set. Um, so each of us then got discovered. I got discovered when I was 14 months, but my sister got out of business when I was three. And my mom said, I'm taking you out too. And she wanted to just have a normal life. And then I was in kindergarten at the age of five and a talent scout picked me to be on the Pat Boone show. So my mom thought it must be fate, and the other kids in my family had decided that they didn't want to do it, and I never got the decision. So oh. she decided to let me try. But you're probably familiar with my brother's work, because my brother was actually the first person to record the song Sera Sera. Really? For the movie The Man Who Knew Too Much. He was the little boy who was kidnapped. Doris Day and Jimmy Stewart, you were showing some clips from that the other day. Of course, I, I know you don't put that together, but anyway. Yeah, it's, it's um, in the movie. It's in the, uh, the, the music video for the remix, the, the Wax Taylor remix that I like. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I so I that. saw that, and I knew that you liked the song Case of Ross and Law. Yeah, our father used to and, sing to uh, it. My, my brother has an acetate of the song, him singing it to a piano to take it home because they didn't have tape cassettes. Take it home and learn it so he could sing it in the movie. That's incredible. Do you have any uh, any any media left over of you in the Downey commercial? I'd love to see you as a 14-month-old. No. You don't even have a picture of you in the Downey? We looked for it. I, I produced a special called Brady Bunch Home Movies, and one of my things was to try to find commercials that all of us kids did before we were Brady's. And um, the, the powers that be sent over reels and reels to, to go through. And um, the powers that be at Downey. The powers that be at Downey send it to you. Yeah, well, it was whatever advertising firm they had. Well, but, um, um, let me ask you something. Let me, because I, I maybe I'll maybe I'll find it one day. I'll, I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm resourceful, but if Downey can't find it, then maybe I won't. But let me ask you something. A little bit more, uh, getting us back on track to just your career but also what's happening right now in the country and relevancy we've had many conversations now in the time you came on to to hang out with us and i've asked you about certain experiences and uh what you would have witnessed uh in your time on brady bunch and and other projects that you were doing during immense periods of social change in in the country you know the late 60s 70s were, were very tumultuous and and uh, the ground was shifting and now that we know 30 40 years later we can look back 40 50 years later we can look back and we can see what was being done to us you know uh, intelligence programs psychological operations um, all of that stuff you as a young actress was there ever a any whiff or now maybe you as a grown woman I should say do you look back and do you see any kind of agenda that was being trickled into um, your work from higher up that you could not detect back then when you were younger? Um, I, I wouldn't say the work so much because, you know, it, for one thing, it was a very safe set. It was a very safe show. If anything, it upheld all the American values. Um, but I was aware as a child of there being this urban agenda. Like, you turn on Sesame Street, you know, the kids are in New York, it's very urban, and you know nobody has pets or a backyard, and, and like, just this feeling that this is being pushed. You know, this is a lifestyle that is being pushed. Mm. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have an opinion except to be grateful that I, I lived in what was kind of a rural, community so I could have you know dozens of pets but um, I was just very aware of a push towards these things well, what about what about uh, let's say here in the in the 70s when we start seeing this second wave feminism really coming to the fore? I think you told me once that Gloria Steinem spoke with you on set at the Brady Bunch once. What what was that like? How old were you when Gloria Steinem came onto the set? Um, that was that was um, at the house that that we redid. So it was only about three years ago. Oh, so she came to the rebuilt Brady house, and we were in the Brady backyard. And um, I was very aware that well, I don't really want to have an argument with somebody in the Brady backyard. Um, 
So no, I wasn't a kid. I wouldn't have had anything to say to her. Oh, I thought that this was oh, back yeah. in the day. No, 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 no. Like, I, I did become aware of some political issues because as a child, I liked All in the Family. I, I really liked the show, and I thought that Meathead was the dumbest person on earth. He still is. He only got and dumber. A hypocrite. Yes, he is. It's kind of amazing. How could he make a great movie like Spinal Tap and just be so clueless? But, yeah. you know, that's the way it is. And some of my favorite artists, most of my favorite artists, probably would hate me because, you know, they'd call me right wing. Well, have you ever brought your, when was the last time you brought your opinions and your, your talking to radio? I know you had a radio show for a while. Yeah, um, as recent as maybe three years ago, uh, I was on KABC with my co-host, name is Frank, um, and that became like a pay-to-play situation, which I didn't really like. I did podcasts before that. Um, no, no, I got in a, in a big pile of trouble. Um, every media outlet picked up the story that I had been fired from a radio show for being uh, for a homophobic rant. I heard something about this. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be I see. remember hearing say Yeah, I'm about as homophobic as uh Richard Simmons, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Richard Simmons a homophobe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and that was when I got my first real whiff of cancel culture. And I would say what happened to me was a a teeny, tiny, microscopic version of what would later happen to Roseanne. Oh, but, yeah. you know, they really did it to her. And for me, um, I mean, I was still, still going, how can all these outlets say that I was fired when I wasn't? I mean, I actually believed it. I, you know, enough, enough magazines and, uh, you know, news outlets were saying that I had been fired, so I believed it. And I, I had two shows at the time. We stopped the political show just because I thought this had been a setup by my partner, and I had been telling her that I wanted to stop it anyway because she was a huge Hillary fan. And this was right after the, the election, and, of course, I was thrilled to bits yeah. that Trump had won, and she was, you know, her mother had died recently, and... And it was like losing her mother again, and um, and and then I heard her on a show with somebody else saying saying that all the Trump supporters now are um, well, all they all they feel is it's I mean, let's make a America white again, you know, and all this racism and all these things that were not true. And there had been a guy on our show, a guest, who was just full of crap um we had a wonderful show i had on a conservative friend and, and this was a friend of my radio partners and wonderful discussion um and and then the next day he uh was saying that i should be fired because i'm spreading misinformation you know of course i was telling the truth well how would you trump was not homophobic 
Oh, yeah, I know. Th that old stuff, I, I remember they put out, I don't remember it anymore, but there was, like, screen caps of you getting into a fight with somebody and they didn't like what you were saying. And I don't know. We can get, talk about that some other time, but I want to ask you about... I what... didn't fight with them even on the air. Oh, yeah, it was all private. So that's how bogus it was. Right, right. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. It, it's just, it, it's it's ridiculous. But if you were on the air right now, and um, whether you had co-hosts or not, how would you be covering things that are happening right now with the, su the Supreme Court, uh, especially when you talk about the, the decision, the decision makers, the opinion, those who are giving leading opinions, people like uh, like uh, 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 Clarence Thomas, people who you want to talk about racism and trying to make the world white. This guy has been completely denounced like anybody else that doesn't fall in line with a liberal way of thinking. And also abortion, an issue that really should be near and dear to black Americans' hearts because they have been the, the, the ones who really have felt the... In fact, Planned Parenthood was created to weed out... Yeah. A, 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 with a stated goal to weed out african-americans as if they were weeds um yes I, I know that that was what margaret sanger wanted but when i was a young girl in high school and most of my friends were sexually active i wasn't i was the deepest wonder but um hmm. that's that's where they went to prevent to prevent pregnancies. yeah but and it, you know planned parenthood was a place where you could go and get birth control and I have to tell your parents and if you know um, the worst happened you could get an abortion too so I never saw it as the eugenics place that you know, it's, it's being touted out and I don't really as much as Margaret Sanger was probably an evil evil person indeed um, it's not like they were bringing black people in and forcing them to have abortions, which, I mean, anybody, I've always said, this is a very dangerous situation because when you let the government have any say-so, what's to prevent them from making an abortion mandatory? And it's been, it's happened before, Steriliza yes, forced sterilization. In the United States, yeah. as, as, as yeah. recently as the 1920s, forced sterilizations were, uh, were, were common. Um, uh, and, and then you, you look at this, you look at this, and I, I, I and just like you, uh, Susan, when we were growing up, that is the kind of moderate view we had on, on things like this. Now, uh, abortion, I mean, um, contraception, as far as condoms go, as far as uh, birth control goes, that was something that was already, the controversy on that had already greatly dissipated. I know that yeah. I know that uh, Pope John Paul II was was pretty adamant about all contraception being off the table. But for uh, socially here in the U.S., we we grew up with absolutely no controversy around that. But the problem now yeah. we're seeing is that the um, that abortion is really has been has turned into a really uh, terribly flippant and. Uh, I don't know. There's there's really no thought that's put into it. It's completely contraceptive. It's uh, it doesn't seem like that that really sad situation anymore. People are celebrating it, and um, and the violence that is willing people are willing to commit in favor of it is really disturbing. So I think the bloom has really come off the moderation rose for me. 
Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, like I say, you know, this country is designed to protect the smallest minority. I'm still going to think, even though it's a very, very, very small minority, I'm going to think about the girl that got raped. I'm going to, I know a, a girl who was, I mean, she was practically a nut. Um, two boyfriends in her entire life. And the condom broke. And um, I, I do not believe that any woman should be forced to carry a pregnancy to term. But at the same time, I got to say, how many of these lefties realize that they created this? They made this happen today by pushing the issue so far. And I, I, abortion at seven months, nine months, come on. There has to be, there absolutely has to be a, a point in gestation where the fetus has rights. There has to be legally. Because otherwise, you know, somebody can see a pregnant woman go up and kick her in the stomach and um, they've only assaulted the woman. It should be an assault against two people. And I think that the women, you know, uh, no matter how pro-abortion you might be, I think that if they have a chosen pregnancy, they would not want to give up that baby's rights. Well, I, I totally see that. And I, and I totally see what you're saying. Uh, the only problem that we always get around to is who is going to, with some sort of authority, put an arbitrary line in the sand on when a person has rights when you know at the time of pregnancy you're talking about two mutually exclusive genetic entities from the from the get-go so everybody's uh, you know there is a lot of debate about heartbeats there's a lot of debate about yeah. fertilization it's it's just something that you're never going to get consensus on which is why i always just err on the side of life and, and trying to keep a culture together, but there's been degradation from the top down. Uh, I mean, the, the fam- Yeah, I think that, you know, when you err on the side of life, and that means that a woman's going to be forced to carry to, to term, I, I think that's pretty cool. It, it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know what's more cool. Yeah, I mean, there, it, it's, not, it's not fair. It's not a good situation. Someday we may all be able to take it up with God. But I mean, if we can determine what size fish <laughs> we can we can keep them from fishing. I mean, can't we decide? I think most women would would be in agreement with. Um, I mean, at least the first trimester being. That, that's what the that's what the uh, that's what the the statistics show. As I had a uh, a pollster on on that, even people on the uh, the so called left, they they find very very strongly late term abortions are are just repugnant to them so yes they murder well yeah well i i and, it's, and it's across the board I, mean, I, I can't help i'm i'm not clear just yet on what the parallels are but i'm more upset about the fact that the uh fraud and death administration has approved this plot shot for infants the, the so-called vaccine which doesn't work and can only be harmful to young children. That's under five. And probably will sterilize them. Yeah, that's under five. That's that. So there's there's so much going on, right? You talk about eugenics. I think it's full spectrum in that respect. Um, yeah, and I do. Th- yeah, well, I I just think they want us dead. Mm-hmm. They want all those useless eaters dead. I mean, anybody that got COVID. 
that knew what was going on knew I, I, I'm dealing with a system that won't let me have any medication that could work or ban what works. Um, I might have to worry about getting into the hospital and being killed with remdesivir. It's, I mean, these are really bad times and I don't blame people for not wanting to accept that or see it, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a couple of times recently, Susan, where um, I, I've had people I know either go to the hospital and, and you just, you know, there's no other choice in, in really severe cases. But at the same time, once they walk into the building, you know, you, they're pretty much out of reach. And um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, it's going on from all over the place, all over the place. Things are really coming to a head, and there's inhumanity seems to be really baked into everything. Very inhumane. What's being going? What's going on? And uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I have to. I have to say, 100%. I think things like today, where we start going on to this this talk about abortion, I think across the board, I think that this is a, a great a great point uh, in time where we're we're ripping off another huge band-aid and we're going to see a lot of ugliness underneath and I think that this is a, the bottom of a slippery slope that should have never gotten this far ever. I really do. I really do. I know that we're on slightly different pages, but I believe that this is across the board a very a very good thing that that at least the federal government is getting the hell out of it. Well, I, okay, and I'll agree with you on that. Even though you know, I'm very pro-choice, but Anytime that the power is given to the states, I'm in agreement. You know, the smaller the power entity, the better. Um, but I do think, I do think that there does have to be established some point where I mean, come on. When it, and, and I know what you're saying. It's a slippery slope. It's hard to know. It's hard to determine. But maybe we, maybe we put it to a vote. But Eight-month eight abortions? No, yeah. The woman has had all this time to think about it, and she's either trying to ensnare the guy or just, you know, I, I, Like you said, it's the, reason why, it's the reason why they're really having problems politically now because with progressivism and the way that it's, it's set up, I guess, to keep mutating, nothing is ever enough. And after a few, a few years goes by, whatever was progressive in the past starts becoming oppressive, and they need to find a way mm-hmm. to, to make it even, even more open-ended and, and even more limitless. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think a lot more people would still have that moderate that moderation uh, that, uh, you know, they would err on the side of moderation and not want to do away with it completely. But in their haste, I think that they ha- I think that a lot more people are having their eyes opened up. I know I have in the last five years or so eyes opened up to the true brutality of the entire thing and how we are talking about genetic harvesting. We're talking about transhumanism. It's part of a oh, much, that. much bigger problem here. Oh, and, you know, I, I was watching something on CRISPR um, about five years ago. And, you know, this is transhumanism. You know, this is DNA, messing with the DNA. And there are fantastic things they can do. They can get rid of illnesses in a child and make it so that they won't even pass it on to their children. I mean, these are miracles. But then 
there's all this horrible stuff they can do as well. And it's like, you know, do you just say we can't do any of it? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I certainly don't trust the left with these decisions, not any more than I do with the decisions about the planet. Environment, give me a break. These are people that want fake meat. They want fake everything. They want indoor gardening. They don't care about the planet. This is just a way of controlling people. And, and these are the people, I'm sorry, everybody tries to say, well, the left and the right are equally bad. No, they're not. It's the left that are pushing to only enforce laws when it suits them. These uh, justices, their homes, you know, people are protesting outside their homes. That's against the law. But what good are laws if you don't enforce them? Look at the people that have been languishing in prison with no due process. That's never, you know, all over January 6th, that's never supposed to happen in America. It's just, that's, that's the stuff that to me is really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's there. Um, you had mentioned one thing that I'm forgetting. Uh, but yeah, I, especially when you say there's a difference between the left and the right. Uh, it, in the as far as those the political positioning, the ideologies go, absolutely there is. But when people talk about moderation in a more mainstream sense, this whole idea that there is a centrist uh, position that needs to be adopted or or needs to be called for, centrist between two parties that are so far left, both of them. I mean, when you say left versus right, I count Republicans on the left. That's where they. That's where they. They. I, that's where I count most of the uh, most of them. It is progressivism across. They were the first real progressive party in this country. I mean, the, the if you think about the Constitution, it's supposed to be the nucleus. That's supposed to be the center. I mean, the right, right, far right is you know stateless society, anarchism. Uh, that that's really what it is. It's people who want to find a way to live with less government and more voluntarism. So the fact yeah. that the that the, the the Constitution is supposed to be the center of the of the political world, and both of the mainstream parties are miles to the left. I we got a real real problem. That's why anybody who comes out talking about limited decentralized government is is called a domestic terrorist these days <laughs> yeah because they're they're threatening the big guys mm, indeed i mean and i can't help but keep thinking about how we have these globalists who are so smug and think that i just the very thought that they think they can dictate how we're going to be living um i i still look forward to hopefully having the people let them know that they're, they're not going to do that they can't do that there's millions of us well matt has a garden matt has a garden so he's going to be able to provide his own food right matt yeah I'm, i don't know how much food but will you will you at least be able to have a a, a nice salad every night yeah what, <laughs> did you are you buying any did you uh, grow any lettuce or something like that Nah. No greens? Peppers, tomatoes. What about you, Susan? You you grow anything? Um, unfortunately, I don't live in a place where I can. I only have a, a patio, and I do have uh, some squash and tomatoes. Um, but I'm kind of a, a rural girl. Mm. I grew up in a in an area that used to be zoned for horses and 
I heard a rooster every morning. It wasn't ours, but I mean, right now, I would just love to have a house with enough room for uh, a garden and some chickens. I would love some chickens. I really think the time is coming. I would love that. I would love some chickens. Matt, you know, Susan Susan is uh, one of many people out there who wishes that I could have some kind of a reasonable relationship with the possum animal group. Well, I could I could show you baby possum. I don't want to, I don't I don't really care. They're I don't cute. I I don't really you mind. Can hold it and hey, it'll look Frank, at you. Yes. Give me credit. I have shown fantastic restraint. Thank you. I passed up the chance to foster parent a baby opossum. Oh, you should. Well, if you do. A couple of weeks ago. And I've been waiting for one. And this little girl is so wonderful. She's already slubbing. And slubbing is how they show affection. I love opossum. Well, how, the, how do they slub? Um, they, well. Uh, it sounds disgusting. It. it sounds disgusting, by the way. Yeah, they they jewel, they spit on you. Oh God! Oh, and then rub it into to uh, your flesh. That's it's a lot like when a cat rubs to get their scent on you. Yeah, but a little wetter. I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would, I would never stop screaming. Well, their saliva is clean in captivity. If it was in the wild, yes. you know, you might get something because they will literally eat a shitty diaper. He'll eat. Yeah, well, that's. Yes, but they also eat. Um, uh, ticks. Yes, so they eat a lot of ticks. So if you have around, you won't get Lyme disease. Yeah, sometimes I try and talk people. Although, like, they call up. They're like, I'm like, yeah, when we, we catch possums, you want me to raise them? They're like, no, take them. I'm like, yeah, they're kind of good. They don't get rabies. They eat a bunch of ticks, and yeah. they eat garbage. They're very clean. The problem with them and, is and, pets. And they'll slub you from time to time. <laughs> they'll give you a good slubbing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> They can be affectionate, but they're not always. Uh, but they're they're very rarely mean. I mean, if you really scare an opossum, they'll probably pass out before they do anything. I but see. Well, I, I, I they kill skunks. She can, well, I they mean, go it, down in the skunk dens and they kill skunks. I don't. Oh, that's I, not good. I like skunks. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Until they um, spray. They survive snake bites, and their plasma is used for snake bite. Mm-hmm. To po- possum plasma is for... They to be about three years old, so they're not good pets. Oh, God. Ugh. I, listen, I, I, I really appreciate everybody trying, um, but remember... You know what you should do to no. get over it? You should just take... Don't push it too much because you're going to get messages from me. Don't, you can't. You because can't. I really do try to push bosses. Well, don't do it. I just it. don't want people to be mean to them. Listen, I will never be mean to them. I just don't want to have any kind of relationship. Okay. I don't want to have any kind of relationship. And And Susan, you you have to understand that... If, if you start sending me pictures of possums, then, <laughs> then what's going to happen is I'm going to, out of reflex, whenever you text me, I'll just delete it. And you might say something nice, and I won't see it because I, I assume. I, now, can't. I don't believe in pushing um, the things I love on other people. Okay. Not at all. And I totally understand that people think their tails are gross and all that. But that's part of why yeah. I like them, because people freak out when they see you holding an opossum. Yeah, you know, I was watching like Bambi. I was I showed I showed Aurora Bambi recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I showed her because I, I love Bambi. I love uh, Lady and the Tramp. 
So mm. I showed her both of them, and she loves them because she loves the, the all, all the animals. I didn't know that in Bambi there was a fan. I didn't know. Th- I forgot that there was a family of a possum in Bambi oh, hanging upside down. I've forgotten that too. And I didn't know. I, I haven't really seen it because I found that as an adult I couldn't handle it. It's just such a brutal movie showing what their lives are like. Yeah. Which I, I think is very good. It's educational. But that is the first movie that I really remember seeing as a child. And I really, really remember when Bambi asked his mother, why is everybody running? What are they afraid of? And she said, man. And it was like an arrow going through my heart. And so I went to my mother after the movie. I said, I'm not a man, am I? She's like, well, no, you're not. Oh, that's good. She says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you talking about Bambi's mother? No, no, no. no. You are, you're part of man. You're all part of man. It's like, damn it. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. You know what? If it's as long as you're not just killing people to to put their heads up on a on a on a wall, you're actually you have to go out there and 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 do your thing. I always felt bad for the pheasant, the pheasant that was like like I gotta go. They're coming, and and she she flies away and she gets shot out of the sky. But there's also wonderful moments in that movie, and, and Aurora liked it all. Um, I. Uh, it, it, what, the, what was the thing? Though? But there's possums in there. They were hanging upside down. And I never knew it, but I knew it this time because the subtitles were on. And it said, possum, hello, Bambi. And I, and I, was, and I, I said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this. But They're hanging upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this, though. I remembered when I was watching uh, Lady and the Tramp with Aurora that... The reason why I have such I had such problems with uh, there's a couple of reasons, but this is a big one. Had such problems with big rodents, is because of the rat from Lady and the Tramp. This thing had malicious intent in Lady and the Tramp. It wanted to get that baby, and it's the size of a damn dog that rat, and it's fighting all the dogs, and it, it made you know Tramp limp at the end. When I that 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 kind of stuck with me, and then when I saw this these these demon faced schlubbing bastards i was just i was like oh my god <laughs> well they look like one they're marsupials Mar- yeah, they're, right. marsupial. they're related to the kangaroo yes they're the kangaroo's cousin they are He's... although the australian possum not a possum possum is is a much cuter animal hmm. you know i saw this um lauren was watching some you know our world documentary where it goes to different parts of the world and 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 you see animals from the region and stuff like that well i saw that like chapter six or something in this one series because she thought that aurora would like to see all the animals and she loved it once again but i saw chapter six or one chapter in in this documentary was on marsupials and i so i said you know what's going to be in there right and and she goes possums. Yep, you know it. So uh, she said, okay, well let's just watch it. I said, okay. So we 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 press play, and uh, I kind of I kind of just I knew what's what was coming, and I I started watching it out of my peripheral, my peripheral vision, and I saw enough. And 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 if I was watching well, it from, you, you really got a, a thing. Well, it's just um, it, it just hurt skin, you? my skin crawl. Well, no, it's the resurrection story that got me. Did I ever tell you about the resurrection story? Oh, I think you told me. Yeah, oh, I think I, 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 Okay, I'm the possum. Possum, 
Yes. Playing possum? It, it might have been. We, we found a possum. <laughs> it was. We found a possum on on the side of my on the side of my my grandmother's pool. It was uh, me, and my brother, and and uh, another childhood friend of mine. And we were walking around the pool, and we see this thing. It's like, wow, what the hell is that? You know, it's not a mouse, and it's not a squirrel. It looks like a giant rat. It's weird. Now I'll tell you, this is I was, I was, comfortable enough to actually. You know, well, first I I took a like a like a, a stick or something, and I from a distance I dropped it on top of it just to see if it was it was dead, and it didn't move. So I went and I got myself a shovel, and I scooped it up. So I'm I hold I, with a shovel, <laughs> and I said, okay, well he's dead. So I scooped it up. I actually picked up the damn thing, and we walked into the the corner of my backyard, my grandmother's house, and that is where we set it aside. I dug a, a, a I dug a uh, one foot or so hole. We said a little prayer for the damn thing, and we we put it inside the hole and we buried it up. Now, being kids, about a week later, we said, "Hey, let's dig up that thing again, see what it looks oh, like." God. Okay, we said, "Let's dig up that thing again." I dug I dug Susan, I dug Matt, and the fucking thing was gone. It was the exact place where we buried it. I went beyond the depth. I went beyond the depth. And that thing was fucking gone, and I oh, was just yeah, I was free. Poor well, thing. Thank goodness it was gone. It got out. Yeah. Well, so the long after something might have dug it up. This, I, I'm telling. That's I don't know. That then there you got to think that there's ants that are getting into it and stuff like no that. No bones, nothing. Nah. Wait. How how long had it been? It was not long. Only a couple of days. It was not long. It was not yeah, long. No, I I think it got out. No, it's the, uh, that was the resurrection story. I well, at least you didn't see it. I thought you were going to say that you were burying it, and then it went, Meh. Oh, if that happened, it would probably be just as worse. That would be really bad. That would freak me out. <laughs> yeah, so that's... The, uh, I'm not that brave. You know, I get, I get skittish over things. What, what are you most skittish of? Democrats. Democrats. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> more and more, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> Um, like I can hold a, a snake, um, but they freak me out just because there's so much muscle. It's just that muscle that's kind of weird. But um, I think anything that's in pain, I, I freak out over. Pain. Like you know, if I, I was always making friends with stray cats and such, and you know they'll bring me a half dead mouse. It's like no, 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 don't do that. That, that really freaks me out. I know exactly what you mean. That, that, Matt, does that do, when you find a animal in real, like, end-of-life distress, does that do something to you emotionally? Or are you just hardened to it now? I'm just, uh, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm used to it, dude. I, I know, I, remember I know. It's I, I, dude, the worst was, uh, well, one, when a cat, like, literally ran in front of my car, but the worst thing I ever had to do they called up they're like oh there's a there's a dead cat and harrison i had to go pick up i got there and the thing was fucking was still alive it was, it was um. just like that it was and it was like aware and stuff like that and i was just sitting there like waiting for it to die it was like it was pretty uh, fucked up yeah see that's what that would oh well, yeah would. yeah that would that would get me i i i had african bouncing toads for part of a practical joke, I won't even go into how I have them. Toads? It was awful. Cause, yeah, toads. And I, they were in a terrarium. I had to feed them crickets. And 
and um, these things were like fusing to the bottom of the terrarium, hmm. but not dead. So that's when I, I made my rule, um, no pets without fur. No pets that gross you out when they're... You said that they were fusing? Yes. So, so they were like they were they were becoming a physical part of the terrarium, and they were oh, why yeah. why how? It seemed to me that they were rotting, they, that they were just Matt. What the hell is that about? Moving. I don't know how 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 that sounds like what happened to the people in the Philadelphia experiment on the Eldridge. They became part of the boat. They well, were, were they in the same spot for a long time? Yes. Well, they probably died and were just naturally just... No, she they said they were alive. Dead. Of course, I was too squeamish. I'm like, here's a spatula, honey. Go in and, and, and see if um, Theodore and Louise are alive. And um, they were, huh. which was really freaky. That's weird. Was oh, that... no, it was more like, here's a spatula. Go dig them up. Let's give them a burial. And I can get rid of the terrarium. I don't have to keep... I had to keep crickets. And crickets stink. I had to feed the crickets monkey chow. It's ridiculous. I had to feed uh, dried up crickets and sometimes uh, dried up shrimp to my Chinese box turtle. Uh, we had one. Okay. Yeah, we had a Chinese box turtle that my mom regretted us getting once, you know, because when well, we got it and then she was the one that had to keep cleaning the tank and it stunk like there shit. We called the, t the turtle E.T. Aww. And eventually we had to give it away but to... At those were dead crickets. I had to use live ones. And I had oh. to roll them in vitamins. Roll them in vitamins for the frogs? Yes. Well, they can... The frogs, they they can go and get those crickets. They got the tongue and all that stuff. A, a, a turtle needs to be fed. They can't really go after something that's moving fast. No, yeah, they... Um, I don't know. I never saw them eat one, but, they, but the crickets, and I'd put them in the tank and they'd be gone. We had a uh, we had red-eared slider turtles, hmm. um, and the the raccoons really enjoyed those. My gosh! Well, there's just so much, just so much. So, so Susan, what do you got going on now? Uh, I know that you do the acting school. Uh, you, did, what else you, did did you say that you were doing? Something with music? I forgot. Um, I well, just personally, I I'm I'm getting back into painting non-digitally, um, which I haven't done in like 30, well, 20 years, um, there may be, there could be a really good project coming up. And of course, I can't talk about it, um, but I'm, I'm hoping that happens. Um, I should be working on my book. I'm not. Yeah, uh, me and, too. And there's the, the, uh, the class for the kids. It's in Filmmaking. Um, I, I was preparing a lesson in David Lynch, but what? for six to seventeen-year-olds. A lesson on David Lynch? Well, it, it's something we're doing. One of his techniques, right? Um, um, Twin Peaks. We're, we're going to shoot something backwards. Wow. And then run it backwards. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll just put together a little thing. You know. Are you going to recreate the Black Lodge with the uh, with the the white and the 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 red uh, the white and the black stripes on the floor and all that stuff? No, 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 because it, it's really just a technique that's being used for a different storyline. Gotcha. The Red Room. But I found this wonderful video of the little person that you know ends that whole sequence with his dance. Which yeah. Is really creepy. And he gives this whole tutorial on how to speak 
the language of the Red Room, which, you know, is how to speak that word. Okay, this is useful. <laughs> I've seen a couple of behind-the-scenes footage for just from the last, the season three that they did, where the firemen uh, was was they were all learning their lines in reverse. Um, it's really interesting, really interesting. Yeah. As far as the technique goes, I don't know, I don't know what the technique is, but I um, man, that that was really a trip. So you got that going on. You have a project you might not be, you can't tell us about, but yeah. you know what we should do? We should have you on again at least by the end of august or something um i, I want to do a fall a fall show with you too we got to find some really nice sure. cozy autumn things to talk about matt you got to be around every time that susan's on indeed yeah, i will matt i will good <laughs> job well susan thank you so much for hanging out with us i have to do a few more things before we get off tonight because then i have book club or else we'd go for another half hour 40 minutes but is there anything else you would like to leave uh the the audience with before we depart um, just say no. You know, I think uh, we've already heard the uh, former vice president tell us that there's another scamdemic coming. Just say no. Don't believe it. Don't buy it. Be as skeptical as you can be and hang on to your freedoms. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not anti-vax, but our freedoms are being pushed. So much. I'm against this vax because it's not a vax. It's a bioweapon. But, um, you know, I've always been wanting to want to play along, you know, be a good citizen and go along with the government. But not in this case. You really have to hang on to our freedoms and our Constitution for dear life. Well. Or we won't have one. Or one day we'll end up hanging out together, eating crickets for our main course. Yes, and, and the, the turtle possums food. will be in charge. Oh, no. The possums will be in charge. <laughs> That's when you know we've really gone back to the Stone Age. Not while I'm around. My God. Well, Susan, thank you for everything, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. My love to you and yours, and uh, give Aurora a big kiss. I will. I will. I'll send you. I'll send you. She's just about feeling 100%. She's like at 95% now. She had a rough couple of days, but I'll send you a picture of her bouncing around and having a good time. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Bye. one. Susan Olson, ladies and gentlemen, she'll be back. Good friend of the show. Good friend of ours. Uh, do not go anywhere. We are going to be back in a jiff. Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Entering. 
Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? All right. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. That was our good friend Susan Olson. I always love when she comes on. Always love when she comes on. I have um I have a little bit to do over here. Me and Matt are still hanging out. I wanted to do this with you. Because we know it's completely demonic what's going on. 100%. And the reaction equally demonic. Let's go to our... Our Super Chats first on Quite Frankly Podcast. Quite Frankly Superchat.com. Ill Discourse. Ill Discourse. Dan says, hey Frank, just want to let you know your old friend King Kraka and I will... Uh, an Ill Discourse are launching a little media project together called The Digital Bunker. More details to come uh, after your TimCast visit. You're making Frankly Nation proud. Well, thank you, Dan. Thank you. I'm feeling all right right now, and if I did not knock on wood, if I didn't... I think I, if I was going to get sick, I'd be sick already based on all the people I was caring for. Um... So I think Tuesday should be good. I'm just can't wait to get on the road and have some fun with that. Especially since everybody in my life will be feeling better and be in good spirits. Fartwiff says that was a caramel frappuccino. Don't lie or uh, for another day. Good day today. I guess that was from before when I went live from the backyard to talk about the road decision as it started trickling around. No, it was not a caramel frappuccino. It was just a iced coffee. Ice coffee from the local watering hole. And where do we have? And Mike Sarlo. Mike Sarlo from last night said, Frank, what's your take on the Supreme Court ruling regarding concealed carry in laws in New York? Uh, what do you think New York state government will do in response? It will be very interesting to see. Yes. I, I Listen, I, Mike, I would say you definitely got to go to the Chris Ann Hall video to, to, to get the to get the full the full thing first of all it only applies to new york but it's it's one of those things where i don't know it's going to be wait and see for me i'm definitely going to put my paperwork in oh yeah me too i'm putting my paperwork in i already i already downloaded the pdf i'm gonna i'm gonna start writing it we can be each other's references well i, think, I can use my boss he was a police lieutenant i thought so um 
Yeah, I, I'd like to do that. And then you can say that, uh, yeah. But other than that, um, I don't know. Because, again, again, we have the situation where everybody is doing one thing or another, and we're rooting for one thing or another, and it's all inconsistent. Like, um, so for example, we even have this, this bipartisan Senate bill about red, red flag laws and all that shit. Uh, they have no authority to do it. So you have these the Senate on red flag laws and all that stuff. So we have Article Three courts that are acting out of bounds when it comes to what states are doing, even though it's completely within their right of their Tenth Amendment rights. And then Congress is out of bounds when it comes to responsibilities of the general government, where it should be the states, and the states are just like, "Oh, go ahead, do whatever you want to us, Daddy." And uh, and many times it's vice versa. So. All along the way, what you usually see people doing is cheering one thing, booing another, when it all hurts us in the end. But then again, this is this is kind of the end when you can't find any consistency, especially when it comes to balance of power issues. Um, long story short, I don't know what kind of real constitutional authority on a state issue, I don't see how there is any that the Supreme Court has when it comes to New York concealed carry. I don't see how they have any... It might be like the marijuana thing. Like, you might just have to go to a different county. You know what I mean? I just don't know where where D.C. comes in. I don't know where D.C. comes in. And, and, And this is coming from a person who loathes, loathes, these types of um, these types of over-regulatory states like New York, that gun gun control and you know as close to gun bans as you can to make it almost impossible for anybody who is uh, worthy and responsible enough to have a gun to get it quickly. I don't think that they're good. I think that what goes on in New York is ridiculous. But at the same time, it's our fault. I mean, yeah, we, we deserve we deserve the the government that we we get locally. So I don't know, Mike. I don't know what it's how far it's reaching. It's going to get if it if it sticks. It'll definitely be precedent for other states. I know it only affects New York right now, but with that precedent on the books, other states that are having similar regulatory problems when it comes to guns, they can definitely jump on that and and launch their own uh, lawsuits and and bring it to. Uh, but we'll see. What kind of uh, pistol would you get? I don't know. I don't know. What would you get? 357. Nice and classic. Two of them. Classic. You're going to keep it... You're going to gonna have one by your ankle? Both on my side. Maybe one on my side, one over here. Yeah. You should walk around with those... Uh, those really old Not- West resol- uh, revolvers. Oh, like an 1861 Navy S- Colt? Something like that. I would. I know you would. You should do it. I got the Clint Eastwood poncho. You should show up to jobs like that. You should show up to oh, jobs th- I would, with the poncho. And the guns? Yeah. I would get one, like, right up from a neighboring town here, and that would be the end of the company. <laughs> That'd be the end of the company. It was you. You brought it down. Selling the farm says when babies aren't being forced to leave the comfort of the womb, it's a celebration and 
thanks for coming on, Matt. Oh. That's selling that's selling You're the welcome. farm. Okay, on Foxhole. Have a great weekend, everyone, says Tom Ford. Happy Friday, Frank and Fam, says Jay Brewskies. Donkey Punch says, Yo, Matt, agreed. Fuck them both. What was that from? That was from earlier. I don't know. Uh, Paulie9363 says, Note to self, only one social media app at a time. That helps. Yes, Donkey Punch, Susan's background works. It's Christmas for the unborn babies. Yeah, and you know what? It's Christmas in July soon. I know the Hallmark movies, they do that. They do Christmas in July. They do. Rise Attire says, You may own everything, but you'll be miserable. Brilliant. Spiritual Warrior, thank you. Robert Sarns, thank you. And Tom Ford says, One for the road. This is my industry. If you have questions on anything, New York versus 2A, feel free to ask. Great. Wonderful. We're definitely going to have a lot of questions that need to be asked. Now... I have one thing here that I got to do before I want to get into these two other articles about today. We did CNN crying, but now I want to do a birthday wish, and that is to our good friend Stostube out there, Christos. I know that it's his birthday. His wonderful wife, Sarah, has gotten in touch with me to let me know and remind me. So thank you, Christos, for all the support, and I hope that you're having a good birthday out there with the family, with the Stube family. I have all of your responses. I have a thread up. 15 of you have responded so far. Thoughts, feelings, observations about this week's happenings at the Supreme Court, New York concealed carry, school choice, row overturned. So let me know what you got going on there. We'll get to that in a second. First, first I want to get to this. I want to get to this. Now, now here's where we are. This is, um, this tells you everything you need to know. Everything you need to know. And I was signed off for my little morning session in the backyard, and I told everybody prayers for gratitude, you should definitely give that, but also prayers for fortitude. Now, fortitude being that you know that we're going to need a little bit of uh, intestinal fortitude, some spiritual fortitude some strength to know that there's going to be some blowback. The demon hive has been kicked. And during an exorcism, during an exorcism, we have learned from many people over the course of the years that the exorcist performing the rite commands the demon to identify itself. And in this case, as we all know, the demon is Baal. But here are some of the demons identifying themselves and really just showing you what they are. This is from The Nation. Here's a headline from The Nation. The Nation, published today, or published yesterday, I should say. Abortion involves killing, and that's okay. So it is murder, then. Oh, oh th- but this is what it is. At coming out and just saying, listen, what are we lying about? This is what we are. Abortion involves killing, and that's okay. To be pro-choice is to be against forced life. This is what they're willing to say now. In 2019, I published a kind of manifesto, manifesto, full surrogacy now, whose opening line is, it is a wonder we let fetuses inside of us. The opening pages are entirely given over to uh, my extended, ridiculous, I can't stand these, these people and they're, they're so into themselves. Uh, another species of female can often discard or expel a pregnancy at will 
In our species, a hyperinvasive placenta puts the gestator at risk of lethal hemorrhage. Locked down, our bodies become a daredevil participant. In a wrestling match or similar extreme sport, we cannot easily quit. From this starting point, I make a case for rethinking human gestation as real and currently often deadly dangerous labor. Often deadly dangerous labor. Not in the not yeah. not here. Not in the like first in world. Fucking twelve thirteen, maybe. Yeah, not in the first world. Deserving maximal support. The controversial part is that the key uh, is that a key correlate of viewing gestating as labor is forcing someone to gestate against their will is forced labor. This is unbelievable. You would think that women wake up on the first of every month pregnant. You would think that every, the first of every month they wake up pregnant and it's up to them to get rid of it quickly before it, 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 it can only be passed through birth. Um, they keep going. Furthermore, if the labor of pregnancy is productive of life, then interpreting that labor is logically speaking productive of death. Uh, rather than shy away from this, I believe we should embrace it as part of an effort to give gestating the respect it deserves. You see, you see, ladies and gentlemen, they don't even want to talk about pregnancy and life and anything like that. They have to call it gestating because it sounds like you ate an apple and your stomach is digesting it and, and all that stuff. They, they want to take away the actual bond. They want to take away the miracle that this process is and talk about slavery and to be okay with the fact that yes, you are killing, you are killing a child. There's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. That's why I think that to mince words and to try to to try to find this arbitrary line that should not be crossed. This arbitrary line of what life is, when life is, and when it cannot. It's, it, that is ridiculous. It's a fool's errand. And it's really only for those out there who are trying to find an agreeable way of making everybody happy. You're never going to make everybody happy because the people on the other side who actually know what the moving and shaking is about are telling you exactly this. All right, yes, it involves killing. It's all right. And of course, remember, the Satanic Church proclaimed very proudly, I believe last year, that abortion is not just whatever the hell, the, you know, health care. It's a religious right. And we went through it, too, through their own literature, that for the Satanic Church, and they're already starting to pipe up again, abortion is a self-empowerment ritual. It's a religious right. Um, and here, here's another one. This is from the, the post-millennial. DHS warns Catholic churches to prepare for night of rage. Night of rage. Tonight, right? I guess so. I guess. So. Weather underground shit. Be mostly peaceful rage, though. Yeah. Yeah, these are people who are willing... Who are willing to do physical damage and possibly even hurt somebody if they can get a hand on them with nobody looking uh, for the purpose or for the cause of eliminating babies in utero what does the church even have to do with it because they believe that this is this is the, the 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 theocracy that's coming to get them because, of course, th this is uh, a lot of the objection and very right. Right. I mean, you can find these more of this, these, these, uh, these types of moral codes 
and this kind of morality, this this uh, moral opposition to something like this, you can find it very readily available in religion that takes itself seriously and is life-affirming and 100%. We know that leftists have gotten into religion in some pretty serious ways in the last few uh, generations, but anything that takes away, anything that limits the ever-expanding, I don't know, menu of things that people can do to have orgasms or things that people can do to um, rid themselves of babies they, they they just blame god but then again this is all about god it is it 100 is so they're going after the churches even though the churches are really many of them are in in the uh the pockets of these these it's ridiculous al- it's almost like they're declaring a holy war that's why i told Do they you they want that it's sectarian there's nothing political about this do they really want that they they're they're out of their minds, Matt. You, you're talking about brainwashed people. They don't really conceive. First of all, they've been told that they are the vast majority. They believe the election numbers. Yeah, I know. They believe the election numbers. They actually believe that there are that many people out there who, if there's that many people out there who voted for Joe Biden, then then yeah, I mean they, you, they would be all over, but they can't. They don't. They would have the the beta, the best uh, um, ratings and television for everything. Mm-hmm. They would have the greatest output. I mean, every movie would be a box office smash. They're all dying. They have nothing. I mean, everything in the culture affirms the opposite of them being in charge. But they believe because they they have swall- swallowed the programming, hook, line, and sinker that they are uh, a, a vast majority. They are speaking what people want, and they're very wrong. So let's go to what people are saying in the uh, in the Reddit, and you can call in nine one four five nine five six nine five three. We'll just go. Uh, we'll go until about eight forty five, eight fifty, and then we'll be able to get off. Because I want to, I want to do a really, really quick badass tonight, and then we'll get into the full swing of things again next week. It was a abbreviated week, so really, really quick one tonight. Doesn't have not that much pomp, pomp and circumstance. Here we go. Thoughts, feelings, and observations. Let's go there. <clears throat> Marshmallow Bottoms says the biggest observation I had is that this world is has angered God. Every move made is more than political. We fight against principalities that would destroy God's creation. Recent events has shown me, as a child of God, that he is indeed in control. The masks of evil are being revealed, and our country, as well as the moral compass of the world, is being corrected. This course correction will take time. A large ship turns slowly. Shake and Bake says, On New York Concealed Carry, I think the New York Concealed Carry is useless in getting lawmakers not to be... (laughs) Not to be, uh... What? diddly doos about firearm ownership maybe now I'm on I'm on YouTube shake and bake or else I would just go right for it maybe now you should see at least getting the handgun permit process started because I imagine that New York State residents might take the leap with this ruling yeah I, I think that's what everybody's going to do I, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put it in so I'm gonna put in my my paperwork but 
I don't I like I said it's a wait and see thing so I don't know how DC even has authority on that subject mark our calendars on row 624 as I've gotten more politically um, initiated I have affirmed my stance pretty much the Oklahoma law this is abortion is murder with the exception of extreme cases that are confirmed yes I know but here's the thing here's the thing I saw that pop up a lot today people saying what if my if my loved one gets raped they should have to and I said you have five I think like around 5,000 of those cases every year about that compared to the fact that we are only halfway through 2022 and there's about a million abortions that can be estimated because nobody really knows the 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 gravity and the great extent to which this is going on but if you were just going to say rape and incest which I know most people are uh, most people are are more so willing to talk about that then you are talking about 99.99% of the entire abortion industry gone because there is no denying it this is just a form of contraception because personal responsibility is gone the culture has been fractured nobody thinks nobody thinks nobody thinks Let's see. Honest Consequences 351 says, My priest from India said, You think you're free? There are so many rules. We have had the illusion of freedom while being placated and lulled into a false sense of security. Abortion has been a curse on the nation. I'm glad to see the pendulum swinging back to the right. Most people do not support the radical leftist agenda. They have been successful in rigging things to their advantage, mostly by using media messaging. I can see their lies so easily now. Affy29 says, reading Windswept House with the book club and seeing the strides we're making to fight the depopulation tactics have been apparently plaguing society for over 50 years, and it's amazing. People are finally trying to bring Jesus back into the central narrative, or at least their consciousness is getting to them. What a win. Now, I'll, I'll say this, and there's more in there that you can go, everybody can go and uh, talk to those in the thread and leave your own thoughts, but we got book club in a little bit, and... I was ta- telling Timothy Gordon today because I told him we were going to start a little bit or, or later. But this has been an incredible book to be reading at just a time. <clears throat> just a time. The fact that we picked that book, it just felt so right. It came together like that. And we are watching the World Economic Forum, Davos, Bilderberg, this everything around the world, uh, Ukraine, Russia. It's all in this book. It's all in this book. The papacy, um, Satanism, population control, it's all in this book. Speaking from a plan that was being carefully laid out and trying to be executed in the middle of the 90s, which of course had been boiling slowly from Second Vatican Council, and that marriage between the deep, stir- the deep church and the deep state as uh, Car- uh, uh, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano has so eloquently brought to all of our attention this has been such an incredibly timely reading experience incredible and i i actually do believe if you read along with us and you can still do it because all of the uh the episodes and their threads have been perfectly put together in a soundcloud playlist that anytime you want to read this book you'll be able to technically read along with us I think that if you read this book right now, you actually understand the world a little bit more. 
You really do. Even if you're not Catholic, you understand what has happened. What has happened to a uh, an organization that has undeniable power and influence in the development of our civilization since its founding. And what happened to it, how it fell so quickly in such a short period of time. Yep. Yes, yes. So I totally get that. All right. So, that's really what we have right now. Really what we have. Matt, what do you have going on for the uh, the rest of your evening? Going to eat? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really that hungry right now. Maybe. I'm hungry, but I still have another hour or so to go. But um, tonight's badass, ladies and gentlemen. It's very unceremonious, but I just wanted to let you know because there's so many things going on. The badass tonight is Clarence Thomas. 100%. Badass is Clarence Thomas, and we have some big, big ones to do next week as well. So I like June. June has been fun in that respect. Um, back into the foxhole real quick before we leave. Earl's daughter says, get those babies kung fu lessons, kungfuchannel.com. <laughs> yes, all of them, as soon as they get out. Swickley says, glorious day in Wisconsin. Abortion is now illegal. 100%? See, that's the other thing. I, I forgot which, how many states, how many states had complete bans on this prior to Roe versus Wade. Obviously, there's no need to, to repeal any of those. But now that Roe versus Wade has been corrected, does that mean that whatever was on the books in the 1970s is now there? Or I'm sure that some states have just taken it upon themselves to legislate in, you know, within their own borders along the way. But how many how many states go instantly to that kind of restriction? I, I didn't even look into that. Might be might be a handful to a couple of handful hands full. Missouri. I'll I'll take a look. Somebody will come up with it. But here we go. One last go through with the Super Chats, and we are on our way. Albert Frederick says, if you took away the mainstream media, uh, link rot and content, link rot and content drift, the blind left would see just how weak they are. Some men, you can't just reach. There's no political solution to this. Welcome to Possum Kingdom, Frank. LMAO. It's true. It's true. The media, the the, uh, the education system, it creates an amazing, an amazing blindfold. But there's, it's dwindling. It really is. The human spirit can't be tamed. Some people can be dulled, but we can feel it. You don't even have to know the full story. You can feel something's wrong. Gino says, great day, Francis. Hope Lauren and Aurora are doing well. Crazy to me how many people go so crazy over possibly not being able to kill a baby. But they've never been truly, they never truly thought about what it really means when they think about, uh, uh, means or why they think that way. Much love. I appreciate you, Gino. Thank you. Stostube says, Great Friday, Frank, and Frankly's dropping a little support for, quite frankly, and wishing an excellent weekend ahead of all. Hope all wonderful ladies feel better. Thank you, and, and happy birthday again. Aurora feels almost 100%. She still just has a little phlegm. She had phlegm, and I, uh, I tried to get her to cough the first day, to, you know, and she, and she listened to me. 
She went, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, it started coming up, and then she choked it back down, and then she started choking, and now she doesn't listen to me when I tell her to cough. She's afraid to cough, but it's really the only way to, to get it out, but the fever she had broke by the, the end of the first day. So it's really just, it was just the, the drowning sensation in, and the, the wheezing. I felt uh, horrible and just made me feel terrible. Then the next morning, Lauren, Lauren woke up and she started feeling it. And she is, uh, she's doing all right today. Pretty much her, her temperature is pretty much back to normal, but she's just, she has exactly my experience when I got sick in April. Just achy. Achy. Achy and crampy. Achy and all that stuff. So, but... Strong like bull over here, thankfully. I guess I have a, I have a few more months left of good old immunity, right? Well, I have a good immune system. My mother has it now, too. She has a cold, too. Her head's splitting, so I'll be checking in with her. And I've been in, trying to administer care for everybody. But they're doing well, and everybody will be okay. I appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, well, one last one here. Hello, Kitty says, Happy Friday, Frank. What is that? Frank and Matt. Maybe we should be upset about, uh, abor uh, about the abortion ruling. Liberals, all 99 genders, will give birth to more liberals. He he. No, that's not going to stop them. First of all, it's not going to stop, period. Uh, do you know that there are some companies... There are some companies like, I think, Dick's Sporting Goods. Today, Dick's Sporting Goods made an announcement that they will pay for their employees to fly to any state in the country where it is legal to be able to get abortions when necessary. It's not, I mean, it, it's not going away, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going away. Um, the, the, this idea that, oh, I need, I, need, I need to be an abortion legal state just in case is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Like I said, you don't wake up on the first day of the month pregnant. But it's not going away. It's just that people are going to be able to have a little bit more at their disposal to affect their local, their local culture is going to be expressed a lot more readily in their local politics. And that's exactly what this union was all about. It wasn't about a... Uh, a welded together nation that lives by the one set of, on, of rules in a, uh, a country that is the size of a subcontinent. So, Ashley and Phil says, Hi Frank, my husband and I listen and watch you daily from St. Augustine, Florida. We always talk about how relatable you are. 80s babies, we love the show. Thank you, Ashley and Phil. It's great to have you out there. Great to have you out there. And next week is going to be a boatload of fun. A great adventure if you will. But remember, tomorrow night we're going to be on the air at 10 o'clock and we have another adventure in just our guest. We're talking with a man named Bill Barnes tomorrow night at 10 and he is uh, he died on the Titanic. Tomorrow night's he's guest. calling in. He's calling in. He is the reincarnation. He has reincarnated Thomas Andrews, the man who actually designed the Titanic and went down with the huh. ship. So he died in 1912 and he's calling in tomorrow night. Wow. So he's like, like I'm the reincarnation of, uh, that general. Yep. Yes. And I have, I still have the, the thread, the past lives thread for quite frankly, 
So I'm going to read some of the people in the chat room, some of their past life regressions too. It'll be a past life regression night on tomorrow night, Saturday. But first we're going to go and, uh, and mix it up at the, the Mines Festival thing. Shake some hands. Indeed. What are you going to say to Mark Dice if you have a chance? Uh, I'm going to ask him, tell him, oh, just do me a favor. And one time when you go to those, uh, what, what does he crash now? What are those school board hearings? The meetings. I'm going to tell him about my Richard Jeffries character. And I'm going to say you can totally, you know, you should use it. Go ahead. Use the Richard Jeffries. Do, do it for everybody. And I got it. I can't. I don't want to do You that. should call in one night from your cell phone as Richard Jeffries. Or, or, you know what I should say? Tell Richard Jeffries to call in. All right. We'd love oh, to get a yeah, call. Yeah, he's based on a real guy. It's a real guy. <laughs> it's a real guy. Of course. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, if you get to see Candace Owens walking around somewhere, you know she's married now. She has a she's. Yeah, she's married. She has a kid now. So. Well, I have I have a lady too. So I'm, yeah. You kind of you kind of kind of handcuffed with that. That's it. Indeed. No 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 touching. No touching. J. Harry 5019 says, Having children and caring changes everything. Love from Oregon. Thank you so much, J. Harry. Well, that's it for that's it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for everybody who's watching. Theta on Foxhole, Twitch, Rumble, YouTube, DLive, Rockfin. I'm watching you all out there. Remember, if you are part of the book club, which is going to be just as awesome and timely, uh, we are starting in just a few minutes on, quite frankly, TV and the D-Live. So, we will see you there, and thank you for everything this week. Matt, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Francis. You got it, bro. All right, ladies and gents, I will catch you on the flip. I'll catch you on the flip side. Frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters. Starting with J. Harry, 5019, Albert Frederick, Gino, Snowstube, Hello Kitty, Ashley and Phil, Ill Discourse, and Fartwiff, not to be outdone by Mike Sarlo. So, we'll see you all tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, having a good time. Maybe I'll even do a live stream from uh, the Beacon Theater. Who knows? But that'll be on my phone, if anything. Good night, guys. Good night.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit forever and ever.